0: Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bishke, and I'm so excited to finally be recording video versions of my podcast. So these will be the new norm for the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, go ahead and keep listening. No worries. But if you are interested in checking out the video version of the podcast, That will be on YouTube and on the Ready, Set, Mindful channel. So make sure you go and check that out. New addition to the business. So, thanks so much for joining me on this episode. This episode is going to be for any athlete or high performer who's in the midst of a transition. So, maybe you're working your way out of a rut, um, mental performance rut, physical performance rut in between injuries or, um, you know, finishing your high school sport, not going on to play college or transitioning between college and professional or retiring from your sport. Um, so this, this episode would be for you. So any parents interested in listening and helping your athlete cope with some of these transitions and set new goals for themselves, Um, go ahead and keep listening. I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey. I think I talked a few episodes ago just about how challenging my transition has been um, in moving from Spokane, Washington to Tampa, Florida, and trying to get into a new routine over here, feeling like I'm in a little bit of a performance rut. I'm still trying to get my feet wet here and see what what my next new thing is, whether that's Uh, triathlons. I've already run a half marathon here. So I'm trying to get my feet wet and a couple other things. And we've been really busy just in the midst of moving and house projects and all that kind of stuff. And so not having a routine for me, someone who's prone to having anxiety and I'm a high performer and I love structure and my brain craves that routine. So that has been really hard for me to try to navigate. So I wanted to talk about what I'm doing um you know that that discomfort that I've been feeling and what I'm doing about it and um gives give people options for if they're trying to work themselves out of a rut kind of what what that could look like right So for me I've I've gotten into, this program. It's a mental toughness program. It's called 75 hard. I've talked about it on the podcast before, uh, Andy Fursella. It's his program. He's a fellow podcaster and it's built his business all around this mental performance program, 75 hard. And so what that is really, it's just a series of tasks that you need to complete each day in order to, um, you know, kind of work toward your mental and physical performance goals. So, Um, his kind of checklist, the checklist for 75 hard is um, a progress picture, 10 pages of reading per day, sticking to a particular, uh, you know, food routine that works for you, Um, two workouts, one 45 minute indoor, one 45 minute outdoor, a gallon of water, and then uh, no veering away from that. So it's, and no alcohol. So it's, it's pretty rigid in terms of you know, the discipline that it takes to kind of sustain a program like this. And so for me, I've kind of given myself a little bit of an adjusted version of the 75 hard because, which I recommend that, that people do just in terms of questioning, Um, you know, what percentage of their body weight, like, and what water ratio kind of works for you. Cause a gallon, uh, it's not just like a one size fits all approach. So everyone needs a little bit of a different water content. So figure out with your body weight and your body mass index, what, how much water you actually need. So for me, that's more along like 80 ounces. So I'm not drinking a full gallon of water. Um, And then for workouts, I have been doing the hour and a half um, and some some days my workouts have been all outdoor, and sometimes they've been indoor and outdoor. So I'm giving myself that that grace there as well, um, and then sticking pretty 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 rigid to to everything else. Um, and so that's been kind of my plan. I definitely recommend if someone is in transition and they're wanting to kind of accomplish their goals and wanting to have something to keep them accountable, this could be a really cool program for you something that's kind of daunting, intimidating, it's not supposed to be comfortable or easy. Um, But if you are somebody who has struggled with uh, disordered eating and have a history of disordered eating or perfectionism, you know, I, I really don't recommend doing a program like this that is so regimented and so black and white, because that can also oftentimes, um, really bring, bring, bring back up and re trigger some old unhealthy patterns that we don't want to, to kind of reincorporate into your, your daily routine. So if that is you, then maybe move on to something else. You can continue listening to the podcast. Um, so we do have some tips to, to help you work toward your goals and, figure out a path to get there for, um, you know, if you are stuck kind of in a rut and are needing some incentive and some motivation to keep, keep listening for sure. So when we're talking about something, you know, goals and moving into a program and maybe transitioning away from your sport, or maybe you're having a family and, um, you know, your, your time, your work-life balance and work-sport balance kind of looks a little bit differently, Um, those are hard, hard waters to navigate for sure. And so we're going to talk about how discomfort and exposure therapy equal freedom, right? So leaning into discomfort, this idea of leaning into discomfort and exposing ourselves to discomfort is so, so helpful for us. Um, actually the book I'm reading right now, um, and I'm reading these 10, 10 pages. I'm reading a little bit more than that per day of this book. But it's called "The Beauty of Discomfort" by Amanda Lang. How avoiding um, avoiding discomfort is exactly actually what we need. So it's a super cool book with lots of examples of people who've kind of leaned into discomfort, um, and it's really really interesting. If anyone's interested in that, I'll, I'll link it in in the show notes. But I am always about. I've always been about leaning into discomfort and, um, you know, have kind of associated that with growth, but not everyone associates discomfort with growth. Some people have a really negative association with discomfort and tend to go toward the things that are warm and dry and comfortable. And we tend to, um, you know, push away uh, from things that are uncomfortable, right? Situations that are messy, you know, rain or snow or sludge or mud and like these things that could be uncomfortable and make us feel sticky and uncomfortable and not fun. We we don't necessarily in those moments lean into them. Um, and, and that really does a, does us a disservice. We, um, you know, are underdeveloping in terms of our resilience and our grit to, um, you know, really, really important things to have if you're a high performer or want to be a high performer, right? So with a program like 75 Hard, the premise is, it, I mean, it's supposed to be challenging. It's supposed to be difficult. There's not a lot of wiggle room for grace and excuses. And it's for a reason, um, because we are masters of talking ourselves into and out of things, Right. Like, have you ever noticed in your brain that you know all your own buttons and you know what sounds good and feels good and what you want to do and what you don't? So we're masters of making excuses for ourselves and talking ourselves into and out of things, right? Um, we make so many damn excuses throughout the day uh, to justify our behavior. Why? Why do we do that? Well, because it makes us feel better about ourselves in those moments, you know, Um, But the question is, would you rather make excuses for yourself and, and knowing that you're lying to yourself and making an excuse for yourself to kind of bow out of something, or would you rather grow? So once we have this awareness of how often we're on autopilot, making excuses for ourselves, it does become a little bit Um, a little bit easier to at least recognize when you're doing it. And awareness really is the first piece, right? So we're not going to just solve everything with, you know, realizing that we make excuses for ourselves. And that's not going to be the golden star, like the big rainbow solution, but that is going to help us when we're building awareness. Um, It is going to help us kind of recognize when we're doing that, when we're trying to cop out of something, when we're trying to make those excuses, right? Um, So it's really important when we're talking about being in a rut, um, maybe you're someone who's like, again, in transition, feeling depressed, feeling lack of motivation, lack of energy, um, feeling out of alignment with who you are. I work with so many athletes where um, that is the case, right? Like, especially over COVID, oh my gosh, everyone took a massive break from their sport and lost this connection, lost this piece of their identity. Um, you know, so much time lapsed between them, you know, going to practice and being able to apply their skills and all that kind of stuff. And so with that, you kind of like lose confidence and you, you get into a rut, Um, especially if you're not able to work out or be aligned with that big athletic, that big athletic piece of your identity, then yeah, that's going to feel, it's going to feel really, really shitty. And you're going to feel out of alignment there, right. And feel like you're in a rut. So when that happens, it's easy for us to beat ourselves up and for us to use language, like I should be doing that. I was there last year. Why, why is my body not performing or why do I look like that, right? Like all of this comparison language and super judgy language for us to have. We wouldn't talk to anybody else like that, but we talk to ourselves like that all the time, right? <laughs> and so being really mindful of when that language comes up, those whys and the shoulds and the, should and the shouldn'ts, um, that judgmental language, being really mindful of when that comes up um and trying to do something to disrupt that process right like with your breath i'm a big fan of breath work you guys have heard me talk about breath work all the time so when you're noticing that pattern of judging yourself or beating yourself up for not being where you want to be right you're just disrupting that process with an inhale for four and an exhale for eight just giving that rational brain a chance to turn on in those moments when your emotional brain just wants to go, you know, off the handle. Okay. So being really mindful of that judgmental talk, beating yourself, beating yourself up, um, for, for being in a rut in the first place is only going to make things worse and make you seep a little bit further into the hole. So, um, something that is important to do, we have to start small. So we have to build our confidence with some micro wins. Okay. So with some small micro wins that we can string together consistently, that's when we'll create, you know, lasting confidence and which will increase your, you know, your self-esteem, um, your self-worth that trust that you have in yourself. So we want to just start small. So maybe 75 hard wouldn't be the best program for you, if you're someone who's, um, you know, in the midst of a depressive wave right now, um, having panic attacks, you want to seek the health of a mental health professional first. Be a little bit more grounded, a little bit more stable. Then you can build up to a program like this. So, um, you know, or or another another program that is equally, um, you know, challenging and will will help you achieve your goals. So. It depends on where you are kind of in your process and in your rut, so to speak, okay? So starting small is really important. Building that confidence, stringing those little wins together will will help you be able to do some bigger things, right? So that's super, super important. Um, Another thing that's important, I talked about this in my last podcast with uh, Navy SEAL Tom Shea, and we talked about the importance of keeping our word to ourselves right? So keeping your word to yourself. What does that mean? So we all know that it's important to not lie to other people and to have integrity and to show up when we say we're going to show up and do what we say we're going to do. That's called being aligned with your integrity. Um, you know, having consistency and following through with your commitments, being reliable, being dependable, whichever way you want to kind of spin it, but it comes down to aligning with your word, right? And so it's really important for us to keep our word to other people. But when it comes to ourselves, we often are the first person to kind of let ourselves down and lie to ourselves, make excuses for ourselves. Um, You know, I'm too tired. I don't have energy for this right now. Um, I'll do this tomorrow. Like it's too hard. So all of these things, all of these cop-outs that we say to ourselves, what happens when we do that is we diminish our trust that we have in ourselves, right? And we lose any momentum that we could potentially have um, if we were to really just do the thing. So building that back up is really important. And then, uh, you know, so I'm going back to starting small. That's how we kind of build that trust back up after um, probably losing that trust after excuse, after excuse, after excuse. So we want to start small with something so that we could start to build build ourselves back up, okay? So the action steps, anyone that's worked with me or has listened to the podcast before knows that I'm really big on um, solution-focused therapy and coaching and doing things to make forward or to move forward. So how do we get from A to B? You know, um, it's really important for us to have action steps that kind of lead us in the direction that we want to go so that we can actually um, see what it, what it looks like to, to, tangibly take those steps to reach our goals. Right. So the first tip is to make a list of the most common excuses that you make for yourself. Okay. This is the building awareness piece, part of that. So what are some of those excuses that you have on autopilot that you make for yourself? We all know what those are. Um, They're really individual. Some of us have some, some common ones, Um, but we all know what those are. I'm too tired. Um, You know, I need to, I need to work right now. I just don't have time. Um, it's too hard. So, what, whatever those things are for you, I want you to kind of write them down. And if you're not really sure what those things are for you, that'll be the pre exercise exercise. I want you to just be mindful, like, because it's really hard when you're on autopilot to, to have that awareness um, because sometimes our thoughts just come and we get so used to them that we don't really stop to kind of pay attention to them. So, if you're not sure what excuses you're, you're making for yourself right now, That will be your first step to be mindful, you know, throughout the day, pay attention to when something hard comes up, whether it's, you're supposed to go for that evening run or you're supposed to wake up, um, at a certain time, or you're supposed to do something uncomfortable that you do not want to do watch where your brain goes, just observe. So interesting. And then just take some notes what are you saying to yourself? How long have you been saying those things to yourself? Is that thought? Are those excuses, is that an excuse or is it grounded in evidence? Do you really not have time to do that? Are you truly too tired? Do you truly need to work more? So really questioning that, is that a fact? Is that truly the case or is that an excuse, right? And then make a list of some common objections that you can have when those thoughts, when those like self-defeating thoughts and excuses come up, right? What are, what are the antidotes going to be for those, those thoughts when they come up? So that'll be a really good exercise for you just to pay mindful attention to just to observe where your brain goes when you're confronted with doing something uncomfortable, super interesting stuff. Okay. So, so many of us kind of self-sabotage our goals, whether intentionally or unintentionally. And so this first step in having, you know, mindful awareness is so, so critical because the truth is we, we always have time. I forget where I heard this. Um, but yeah, if anybody, if anybody knows, feel free to let me know, I'll look it up and put it in the show notes later, but we always have time for the things we make time for let that sink in we always have time for the things we make time for where are your priorities okay what do you prioritize when we don't have time for something that means that we're prioritizing something else right So that's really interesting thing to kind of like look into and dive into. The second tip is to journal about what your relationship to discomfort is. What is your relationship to that word? When you hear the word discomfort or uncomfortable, what do you, what do you think of? Do you think that it's a scary word that you run from it, that it has like a big, dark, looming rain cloud over it? Um, or do you associate discomfort with growth? You know, what are some, what are some associations that you have with discomfort? Because in order to start leaning into discomfort, we have to understand our relationship to it. So that's a really cool exercise just to kind of see what your belief system is um, surrounding that word, discomfort, right? Um, and sometimes the discomfort means shifting your priorities. Maybe it's really uncomfortable for you to think about behaving in a different way, right. To not prioritize work, to prioritize, um, you know, a bit more balance in your life or to prioritize, um, you know, reading more, incorporating that more into your day. Like thinking about these behavior changes can be really uncomfortable too. So that's definitely a, a source of discomfort as well. And the third tip, I talked about it earlier, but the third tip is just to start small by building your confidence, right? Because we all have to start somewhere. So if you're in a rut and feeling, you know, like you're low on energy, low on motivation um, and accomplishing your goals seems too far away, seems too big, too daunting, starting small and let those little micro wins like do their thing and string together and and then you notice that your emotional state will start to shift the more consistently you can string those micro wins together. So I want you to figure out what one of your goals is that you're gonna to commit to today and how are we gonna get from A to B? So how will you get there? If your goal is to read 10 pages a night or to wake up and walk for 20 minutes a day, right? Um, what are some things that are going to get you there? What are some helpful things that can get you from A to B? So is that phone reminders? Is that having your partner help keep you accountable? Is it putting post-its up? Is it putting your running shoes like right by your bed or laying out your clothes the next day? What works for you? And if you don't know, it's trial and error, seeing what, what works for you, seeing what, um, you know, what feels good, what gets you motivated? So playing around with that a little bit, I think, but starting small, so nothing is ever too far away. Um, if we connect it with a bunch of micro, you know, smaller things, um, in order to get there to go from A to B. So keep that in mind. Hopefully this was helpful for you. If you were someone who's kind of been in a rut, like I have, I will be first to admit, I have been in a rut a little bit and now I'm on day 18 of 75 hard. This is not a 75 hard promotion, by the way. I'm just doing this as something that's worked for me. It's really cool, um, and I, I'm into it. So that's why I wanted to talk about what's working for me, and and you know, it's been really helpful. So committing to anything, no matter what it is, but what scale um, of a program you're doing, the accountability is really really important. And, you know, the main takeaways for this podcast episode really are to start small, to build that confidence. So string those little micro wins together, right? And then keep your word to yourself because we really underestimate the, you know how much that diminishes our self-trust and our self-esteem and our self-worth and, and our confidence, right? So we have to keep our word to ourself first and foremost. Um, How do we show up for ourselves and be the person that, you know, your, your dog thinks you are, your partner thinks you are, your coworkers think you are, be that person to yourself first. And then we can, we can work on um, moving outside of that, but keep your word, start small, right? Those are the two most important things I think um, in order to. Um, get yourself out of a rut and to move into a new phase of, of your transition and work toward accomplishing your goals if you're a high performer or an athlete. So keep those things in mind. Hopefully you got something out of this podcast episode. Make sure to join me for future episodes. I'm so excited to finally be in video format for you guys. So looking forward to that. And if you're not following us on social, make sure you're following Ready, Set, Mindful. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, and on the website, readysetmindful.com. And we have a free mental toolkit on the website too. So make sure you take advantage of that. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining.